out there. Haha, <laughs> gotcha. This is the 2020 FCS Football Lost Season Awards Show with your hosts, Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. And welcome in, folks, to the FCS Awards Show for the Lost Season of FCS Football. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by my award show host, Sean Anderson, former player at the University of Rhode Island. I am as well. This is a part of the FCS Football Podcast in the Believe Podcast Network. Today's show, as you already heard me saying, as we've already alluded to, and we took the whole week off and everything to prepare for this, we are doing the FCS Awards Show, where we are going to recognize a, a number of players and also teams, various superlatives for top quality things that happened throughout what is going to go down as the most bizarre season in FCS college football. Sean, how are we doing today? Are you excited? Player, I barely know her. What? That's, that's my, uh, you said former FCS football player, and that's my, uh, you know how the hosts at the award shows are always right. terrible with their banter, so I decided, let me jump in on that. <laughs> <laughs> I could have guessed you were doing a bad bit. Yeah, it's a terrible bit, but at the same time, it's a great bit, so I, I'll take it. Well, let's get into this. Before we do, though, I, I do have to ham fist an ad read down everybody's throat. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL season is in full swing, and you might not be able to be at these games this year, but you can still be in on the action. Hell, I, I'm betting and hoping that you can bet on some of these FCS games in the spring. If that is something you are interested in doing, spend your money on Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. Go online to the casino, not like Sean, who blows his money and blows leads after two hours at a real in-person casino. It was only about um, an hour and a half. Uh, it's too long for you to be blown through that much money. Uh, it never I was closes. only down $10 at the end of the night. Yeah, but you bl you blew through $70 and then had to make a wild comeback and still ended up in the negative. Well, that's the way the news goes, okay? All right. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. So, Sean, I'm going to lead us into this first award, which is... The fatty of the year. I'll take a double, triple body deluxe on a raft, four by four animal style. Extra shingles with a shimmy and a squeeze. Light axle grease, make it cry, burn it, and let it swim. Now this goes to the player that had the most fat stat nominations throughout the season. The person we're picking for this award is somebody who had some pretty gaudy statistic numbers, including one against a Big 12 team. And the winner of this award, Sean, is who else but good friend of the show, Mr. Bailey 
Zappy. And Zappy lofts it downfield. He's got Josh Stearns. Makes the catch in stride. Stearns is gone. His second to one. And Zappy just had a hell of a year, Sean. Uh, what what went into this, do you think? It, this was one of the few awards that it didn't come down to us going back and forth on who it should be because we had some numbers to provide for nominations. But overall, what did you see from Zappy this year? Zappy was a gunslinger. And he was an effective gunslinger. He was Brett Favre-esque. Maybe that's too high of a comp. I know a lot of people are, are, you know, you hear Brett Favre, you think he threw a lot of picks. No, Bailey Zappi had a phenomenal, phenomenal year. He could just sling it down the field. His receivers were very good. He had a good offense, uh, offensive scheme around him. And throughout this FCS fall season, the lost season, his draft stock climbed probably more than anybody else's uh, from where it had started. You could say what you want about Trey Lance or all the other pros- prospects going in that already had some buzz. But if we're talking about a, a, an immediate rise and a consistent rise, it's Bailey Zappi. He just turned up the entire season. Yeah, and in terms of actually putting himself onto the radar, I don't know if he is still... Actually, I do know he's probably not going to be drafted, and that's just being realistic with the really complicated draft process that is to come. But from talking with Ryan Roberts, it is fair to say that he has put himself on a radar that he wasn't really entirely on going into this year. So wishing Zappy the best of luck going forward. I'm not 100% sure on what his intentions are, but congrats to him on winning this first award on our award show. Sean, let's get into the second one. Our next award to be that we are giving out is the Moment of the Year. Now, in the lost season, this moment, I would say it took the nation by storm. And right away, Oldsfall is going to keep it, pitch it to Evans. Evans, a nice block outside, and Evans has room! C.J. Evans makes a guy miss, and you wanted college football first play, touchdown, Governor. And that is Austin P. opening the season with a 75-yard touchdown from C.J. Evans Jr. Twitter was ablaze. The nation was ablaze. This is what we needed. Everyone was struggling. College football's back. First game of the year. Why not kick it off with a big banger of a play? Everybody loved this. It's the moment of the year. Oh, easily. And it makes the most sense to pick this play. It set this, again, weird season off on an incredible start. And we didn't really know what to what was going to happen at the beginning of this year. We didn't really know what to expect. It was rough at times, but this was a tone setter. And this specific play put everybody's attention on one Game. Everybody was just excited for football to be being played and for this game to open up with a young freshman, CJ Evans, having a huge, long touchdown rush was just the perfect icing on the cake for the circumstance. Sean, let's get into this next one that we've got here. Upset of the year. This one is going to be a little bit more obvious. We're going for who had the best upset victory over an FBS team. And again, you can probably guess who this Something is. Happened. Jacksonville State brings five. Was there a flag? There is not. That will do it. Jacksonville State has come on the road and will earn a victory against FIU, their first win against an FBS team since 2013. This pick was very easy for obvious reasons. 
Jacksonville State is the winner of this upset of the year as they beat FIU halfway through the season 19 to 10 a game that we were losing our minds over because we were so frustrated by so many close performances and finally Jacksonville State is able to pull off the upset against a horrible FIU team Mm. Well, when you say horrible, it diminishes the upset there, Joe. Well, it, it's now, deserving because they, they smacked a team that they should have beat is my point. I get that. Uh, Jacksonville State, though, uh, very, very happy about this upset. And when it brought a smile to both Joe and I's faces, when we saw this, close personal friend of the show, Eric Davis, was siced about it. It was a big moment for the show and for the FCS. Oh, yeah, certainly a big moment. And again, in a year where a lot of teams were just playing to get those checks. So for for they them to go out there, the Gamecocks to go out and play against a team that clearly did not want to be out there, that is th- this makes things so much easier. Now, if we had a, another upset or two on the list, it might have been a little bit harder. But I think that even though there's only one team to pick from, this is easily the most deserving. I don't, unless the Citadel upset Clemson. I really don't know who else could have put themselves um, in this spot. So Sean, uh, coincidentally, the way that the uh, the dice lie, you end up with the perfect one to next lead into. Thank you. That would be the big man of the year. I will probably get backlash for this because we have a lot of great big men in the FCS, all the roadie offensive linemen. If they are tuning in, they see I pick somebody other than them. Well, that's going to be a little tough to hear. Uh, regardless, I know you got Dylan Radon, Spencer Brown, but there's a specific big man of the year that really also took the internet by storm with arguably the best bit that we saw all year. This bit was so funny and so perfectly crafted that it it alone deserved big man of the year. That is... Maine's Liam Dobson for his uh, calendar photo shoot with a jersey <laughs> pulled up over his G, and, and he's t- catching one-handed balls, and he's standing there like a boss. It kicked ass. I loved this. I loved the confidence. I loved all of it. It was a great big man moment of the year. It circulated everywhere. It was spectacular. See, I think if we weren't two giant idiots, we might have actually picked an offensive lineman that was playing. But Liam Dobson, you deserve to be on here just for flashing the belly, letting everybody see yep. uh, you know, who you are. A good belly, too. Yes. Not a sloppy belly. A good belly for this shoot. It is a quality lineman belly. Um, Thank you. Our next, <laughs> our next award is top FCS draft prospect. This is one that I would like to continue as all of these as we go forward. Um, this is intended to go to whoever is going to be the highest drafted FCS football player in the upcoming draft. Now, this isn't always as obvious. Last year, Adam Troutman and Jeremy Chin could have gone before either of each other but this year we know for sure who it is and we've got a really good guy at the top of this list Lance is going to take off and run cutting it back inside the 10 Lance into the end zone touchdown and the winner for top FCS draft prospect has to be Trey Lance who many expect to be a top 15 at least a top 20 draft pick in this year's class. The Bison quarterback 
was the Walter Payton award winner this past year, justifiably so, and stepped in for the one game he had against Central Arkansas and didn't look perfect, but still flashed the things that scouts and talent evaluators needed to see. And I would be willing to bet that he still remains as a first-round quarterback. I would say so, too. I believe that uh, he is a prospect uh, that is almost, and I don't even don't even jump on me for this. He is coming into a similar situation as uh, Mitch Trubisky, where he played a, a oh. shorter amount of games. I said, don't jump on me. Just on the shorter amount of games standpoint, nowhere near the talent. He has far surpassed Trubisky as a as a prospect and a quarterback. Uh, actually, I'm I don't just, disagree with that state. I don't disagree. I I think that they're not too far off in terms of what they are. You see, no, yeah. at the start. Now we're making a, a, a comparison, a comp that does not favor Trey Lance because who's going to uh, want to draft the next Mitchell Trubisky? Well, some people thought that Trubisky was going to be uber talented and he was a good at. Tr- Trey Lance is a much better athlete. I think that that well, is. I'm pretty sure it is Trubisky a horrendous threw comp. One pick in his one season, right? Yeah, it is yeah, a horrendous Trey Lance comp. Did it. <laughs> I don't disagree. I look. I don't disagree with in terms of draft type. I do think that Lance is on that similar level because they didn't play a ton of games and you don't know for sure. And you either get a Trubisky type player where they play way under their, 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 their floor, or you get somebody that explodes through their ceiling and becomes super talented. That's what makes him such a polarizing prospect right now is the, the bozos on draft Twitter like to bash him and say, Oh, this guy's not a complete prospect. I want to go with a more, um, uh, predictable player like Mac Jones, who just does everything re- like slightly above average. Instead, you've got a guy that is up and down all the time. Trey Lance if, is being as ranked as highly as he is because he has such amazing athletic traits for a quarterback. He is running the ball like Tim Tebow and throwing it like how everybody wanted Tim Tebow to throw it. I mean, when he gets the ball <laughs> in space, he is going to lower his shoulder and, and his helmet and level a guy. It is the famous clip every single time of Matthew Stafford running over a linebacker, and it's just what he does. He is just stacked, I guess, built. He's running like a, a little mini fridge down the field. I, I know that uh, earlier this weekend, while Joe was here, I compared Derrick Henry to a um, a statue made of marble running down the field trying to tackle him. I would say that Trey Lance is somewhat of that same ilk, where you're not going to want to tackle him. You're going to have to that that's how the situation is and yeah. they're throwing the ball arm talent off the charts and people i know jesse fritch i'm so sick of hearing the word arm talent get over <laughs> it he's got it um all right sean let's get to this next one which is not as fun well joe you used the term jump through a ceiling uh earlier and this uh this next top uh, uh award maybe want to do the same for a different reason this is the <laughs> disappointment of the year <sighs> I'm going to try to take my tone down a bit and sound less excited. But this uh, this was very disappointing. The winner is Angelo State beating Abilene Christian by a score of 34-21. to 21. Yeah, that's a game that, uh, that we were very upset with mm. because it not only did it screw up our FC estimates that week, mm. but uh, th- look, I... I if you are a Division One FCS program, we're not asking you to be perfect and to upset every FBS team you play. But can we at least not get upset by a Division Two program? Like, uh, what are we doing here? 
I am so I was so disappointed at this because it gave me some perspective of how the FBS schools feel when they get upset uh, by us. Except when that happens, I feel joy. But at this instance, I felt utter disappointment. So I know how they felt, and maybe it's us on our high horses because of the uh, I don't know we're a division above. But at the end of the day, you got to beat a better team. Normally, or you got to beat you got to beat the team you're better than. And yeah, and when continue. No, I was just gonna say there's not any Division two teams out there that are significantly better than a team like Abilene Christian. So that's what makes it so. disappointing. No, Abilene Christian should have had the ability to beat them 42 to to 10, uh, but they didn't want to play. That, that's just how it turns out. If you lose like mm-hmm. that, you didn't want to play. You weren't inspired, or you thought it was gonna be a cakewalk, and then you got boat raced. <laughs> All right, Joe. All we're right, to our next award. Yes. I would like to hand out the Lost Season Defensive Player of the Year. This award is intended to go to someone, maybe not the statistical leader, but their clear impact and overall talent that makes them the best player on the defensive side of the ball. And the winner for this one has to be Robert Rochelle, cornerback mm. from Central Arkansas. And I know there were some other guys that had some statistically better years, but after we were mulling it over, we we multiple times we looked at the notes and and I'm trying to figure out which guy do I want to pick. And I decided to go with a guy that I know who is going to be playing at the Senior Bowl that is the most likely to be drafted out of any defensive players who played this season. He's shown us a lot of talent. He's a long-armed, rangy, talented corner that has a lot of potential. And I think that he is going to end up day three somewhere for a team that is looking to um, find an, a high upside small school guy, and they're going to get a lot out of Rochelle. I agree, too. Uh, Rochelle is definitely uh, probably one of the higher-rated uh, defensive draft prospects, and he just showed it consistently how dangerous he is, how just he, just a corner that can really do it all. I like that he his tackling ability. I like his length. All of it is um, very strong for Rochelle. Very, very strong. He deserves the Defensive Player of the Year for our lost season. All right, Sean, hit us with your overall MVP. The overall MVP for our lost season. You've heard his name a lot on this show. There were a lot of great, great players in the running for this. And you might be wondering why we didn't pick the guy who only played one game. There was a lot of deliberation but we had to come to a consensus. Our lost season MVP. The award is going to... Three-man rush. Zappi. Looking. And completes. It's Ratzlaff at the 10. First and goal, HBU. Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi. Two awards on this show. He is cleaning up. But you're wondering, okay, he did well, but how well did he do? Let's break this down here. In four games that he played, he threw for 1,833 yards, which is insane. And he threw for 15 touchdowns and one interception. Who yeah, that one. That? Yeah, that one interception for me is what solidifies this. His statistical production was significant despite only being in four games. He is the reason why Houston Baptist was playing on an elite level 
for this part of the year, for the four games that they played. I saw a lot of really good things from Zappi. As we're used to, he was lighting up the box score, and I think that nobody should be arguing with this because his impact and his statistical impact both go hand-in-hand because he was such a fantastic quarterback this season for Houston Baptist. If you're trying to do the math here in your head, he averaged a, a little bit over 450 passing yards per game. That's stupid. That's Who stupid. Does that? Who That's, in their right mind can actually do that? That's gross. That's just disgusting. It's <laughs> okay. fat, if you will. Fat. <laughs> All right, to wrap us up here, folks, we want to pick a national champion. And when you don't have a playoff for this weird-ass season, you don't know who won won it, who was the best team. And again, like all these other awards, after much deliberation and deciding and good performances, we had to go... Yes, we had to go with the team that played the most consistently, had the best quality of wins, like you said, Sean, and... Also had enough wins to qualify. And we decided to go with Central Arkansas. And it's something that we've joked about a lot here. But our lost season national champion has to be Central Arkansas. They played very well this season. Breland Smith had some injury issues towards the end. But Tyler Hudson, Lawan Winningham, that group was so talented and played up to the potential that we thought that they could be this year. And they took full advantage of being the only team that was dominant playing during this season. And despite their record not being perfect, they did have a really, really strong 2020. They had four FCS on FCS wins. They dueled it out with... Uh, North Dakota State, they were sharp and they just put out the best, uh, they put the best foot forward for the FCS the entire year. They deserved the national championship from our show. I, I beg, I, I don't believe anybody else would be questioning that. If they did, we can break it down with them. I'll give them the, I'll give them the sheet if they want it, but it's Central Arkansas through and through. You look at this year that they had in the lost season, they played every game, they were thorough. That's what they were. And they help their guys out. Central yeah. Arkansas is the national champion. 100%. I don't think there's any disagreement here from either of us after we decided to do a little math, do a little bit, little bit of digging. I know the math thing might scare some people saying that we were doing math for this. Um, but, I mean, regardless, this is a, a fantastic performance by Central Arkansas, and they deservedly so are the winning group out of this small group of FCS teams that played this season. That's going to be it for this awards show. Sean, you got anything before I wrap us up here? I'm excited for the offseason for this. I'm excited for spring FCS football. I'll say that. I would also like to thank all of the teams who played this year. I'd like to thank all of the players who played this year. I'd like to thank everybody who stepped up and helped it happen. And I know everybody in their own programs are saying the same thing, and they're excited that they got to have the season, and everybody's just happy, which is a good thing. Uh, and the fact that we were able to get some FCS college football this this fall is overwhelmingly positive. Now we're looking on to the spring where we're getting some more. It is going to be fun. We will be here with you for the ride. This is going to be an exciting spring, so buckle up. Yep, to say the least, this spring will be 
extremely exciting. Folks, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you taking the time and being a part of being a part of this with us over the season. Uh, stay tuned for what we have coming in the spring as we've got some fantastic content coming your way. We are going to soon announce what our intentions are leading up to the season and how we're going to go about it. But thanks for tuning in. Please hit the follow button on wherever you're listening to us or subscribe button rather. Follow us on Twitter at Joe DeLeon, at Sanderson Radio, and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. Also head to Believe.com to find our show as well as hundreds of other amazing shows. Enjoy the rest of your day, folks, and we'll hear from you soon. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube